Wow. 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 From New York and LA, it's the Sonic Chronic. Sonic Our new jingle. And it's the high You're so scary, Shay. I don't even know what this I guess it's kind of like a glossy alien version of Ghostface. I don't know. We'll say. I like that. And then, of course, representing. Dia de la Muertas. Very good. Did I say it right? Yeah, Dia de los Canines. Sidetrack. All right. Loco Loco. frequency of the We're so happy you're here. We're so happy. This is fun. Our first guest episode. All right. Here we go. All right. Okay. Tell them who you are, Shay. Who am I? (laughs) All right. Hey, I'm Shazy, creative alchemist, music producer and artist, and vocal vixen. Born in Xanadu and living in LA, ready to scratch that itch in your brain. And hey, I'm Mandy, singer, actress, lover, here to spread a little magic everywhere I go. All right, and welcome to the Sonic Chronic, Chronic, where we discuss the soundtracks and music of the most popular film titles of a year and how they influenced or were influenced by the cultural buzz of that year. Mm. Who were its popular tastemakers and storytellers, and what was the frequency of that time? So we are time hopping over to planet 1996. But before we get into it, we have a very special guest this episode. So excited. excited. Welcome our special guest, Militia Militia Vox. Adorable in the corner there, the most gorgeous, gorgy little square there. (laughs) Award-winning multidisciplinary artist, singer, songwriter, composer, producer, visual and immersive creative, and dubbed one of the greatest voices in rock and heavy metal. Okay. 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 And she and she does have a little special (laughs) affinity for the horror genre so we thought it was appropriate to invite her on for this episode to add her knowledge and wisdom around the titles that we'll be reviewing Yay, uh, so Malisha. welcome Alicia. Uh, so happy to be here ladies yes <laughs> look at us being bi-coastal and shit bi-coastal witches no, yeah. right. all right so you're joining us all the way from new yeah. york that's right she is in new york city oh, and we are in new LA. we are doing the coast to coast three hours thing. ahead of you yeah that's right you are a night owl and we appreciate you doing that i mean hardcore but that's you yeah know, i put my comfies on and everything that's I the life you that's right. i love it the skeleton and, and everything super comfy. This, this is my like gory contribution yes, yes. my LA bookstore and I'm orange for <laughs> for jack-o'-lanterns I'm orange yeah. pumpkin, um, pumpkin. All right. for jack-o'-lanterns everywhere, everywhere. but actually <laughs> Mandy and Militia it's 1996 1996 and I'm feeling oh. woozy oh god so with that uh, it's said, a hot mess in 1996 it's a hot night. <laughs> yeah you know what what we need to do is we've landed in 1996 this is a, th- we went far back this is a you know it's been a minute 
experimented. I experimented. 1996. 99. Yeah, she's like, I don't know. Me and Militia, we're like, yeah, 1996. We lived Ooh, it. That <laughs> was so, it. Kinda. Yeah. I was six years old. <laughs> so, were you alive, Mandy? Six. Yes, yeah. I was six. She was. I've, she was six. Living my best six-year-old life. <laughs> All right. Watching it after we see it <laughs> in the theater. Let's well. Let's first talk grade. about first about what was happening in the global kind of frequency. What was happening in the global let's buzz of 1996? It's been back a minute. In time, Shazen. Tell yeah. me. Yeah. Let's talk about. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yes, please. Dolly, yeah. the sheep cloning. That happened that year, July 1996. Scientists in Scotland announced the successful cloning of a sheep named Dolly. This marked a significant milestone in biotechnology and sparked debates about the ethics and implications of cloning. You know they've been doing stuff with humans <laughs> since then, but that was well, a big yeah. that was a big mainstream announcement. I remember Crazy, that. right? But didn't also like do you remember like Barbara Streisand cloned her dog? <gasps> what? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Of course she's got the money and the, the, yeah, the resources to do that. <laughs> But wait, wait was it actually? I know, but like automatically, my brain goes to like Pet Cemetery, and I'm just like, "Thank you." Is it the same? Or is it a zombie no. version? Was it a zombie dog? dog? Like, no, it's very Edgar Allan Poe. No, I would not. I would not do that. Was it a Pomeranian? I think it was a terrier. Okay, it's so kinda, a little, a little It's, food it's kind of like terrier. just. See, well, like Mads Cujo. can do no wrong. It's, it's Cujo. Cujo. <laughs> it's, it could be it's Cujo. Cujo. Or Pet like you said. It's the like- Terrier of Terror. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh my gosh. And then did I think yeah. Like just like Photoshop out like Cujo, the big scary dog, and put in like this demon terrier. He's like, place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make it a little sign. You know, just like AI. That's it. Yeah. Oh my god. Terriers are fucking scary. Yeah, they can yeah, be. They are. I love them too. <laughs> they can be scary. <laughs> you know what else I love? What? Back in 96. Yeah. The cutest little furry monster, Elmo. Do you remember Tickle Me Elmo? That came out in 96? In 96. It was like this oh, yes. whole craze. People were going nuts. They were fighting at Walmarts and Targets. Oh, my they God. They were trampling each other to yeah, get yeah. this thing. You're it was right. like this little Elmo doll that like he would like he was like, kind of creepy, but everybody it's wanted like Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> they legit sold. Did you have one? I did have one, thankfully, I because I had, well, I didn't have the Elmo one. I had Zoe. Do you remember Zoe from Sesame Street? <gasps> no. Yeah, yeah. My Auntie Lisa oh, used do? to yes. work at a Sesame Street store, so we had tons of the characters on deck. Of course, Elmo <laughs> was always sold out. <laughs> but that Christmas was in 96, crazy. they sold I remember a that. million of them. A million. That is like the. Highest. I'm sorry. You know, 1990s. I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about it. I was as I was watching all the movies that we were going to review for this year, and this is just one episode slice of that, right? But I realized I was like, wow, 90s and 96 is right smack dab in the middle. It's kind of like the height of capitalism and like reality TV oh, and yeah. consumerism, and it was just like we we're just like. Ah, 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 it was like information overload. MTV was like da 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 da, you know. And it was just like '96 was like we lived it. It was I like love the '90s. It was crazy though. It was crazy. like when we saw super violent stuff, yeah, like some 96, of these movies. It was nothing to us. Yeah, like '96 was like I don't know. I always equate it with what I was listening to at the time. Yeah. So like when I think '96, exactly. I'm like you know. I mean, obviously, the soundtracks of all the movies that we're about to be talking about were huge. Totally. Yeah. Um, yes. 
But like, I think alternative radio, and I think of like, I used to listen to 99.1 WHFS. Yes! I went to the concert. Area. Oh my god, that was it was so good. Shit. Oh yeah. Foo Fighters, no doubt. Garbage. Corn. Corn. Like, dropped Dev Adidas. Tones. Oh yeah. They dropped that Adidas video in 1996. Yes. Oh shoot. Um, where they were like in the body bags. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was good like call. very, it was very iconic video super and now corn's got a partnership with adidas and they're they like released a line of I corn didn't know that. inspired adidas clothes that right just now? came out this week what? i had no we idea now. look at them with the adidas like, like way after the fact i know you would never the yeah. guess that with corn well that's a smart move yeah. oh my god Dang. yeah that was a good call that came well, out i mean why didn't they do it years ago i mean right? i guess whatever i wonder like yeah i wonder if adidas is just yeah. trying to like i don't know adidas has always been pretty steady but maybe they're trying to get back on the map because like i don't know like maybe they're lost market share who knows i'm always amazed when a major corporation partners with like a metal band mm-hmm like, <laughs> I agree. Like most people just automatically pursue like pop bands or rap artists or whatever yeah. is like super trendy. Yeah. But like it was like Adidas was finally like, all right, I guess you're iconic now. So yeah. let's do this. Yeah. yeah. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. Now, Winning. not to hop back up. I mean, that's this. I always come back to like the global stuff, which is not as interesting as cultural, but it's interesting yeah, yeah. to it's know this was also happening because it's, it's an interesting juxtaposition because, well, anyway, let me just tell you it was the uh centennial olympic park bombing that happened during the 1996 summer uh, olympics in atlanta a bomb exploded in centennial olympic park killing two people uh, and injuring over a hundred others the incident shocked the world and garnered extensive media coverage but yeah that was something that we were like watching the olympics we're just chilling and then boom and then here we are we're like ah this is crazy then we we're like Okay, Corin comes out with a video. <laughs> it's like, I just feel like we were just like all this tragedy, but then at the same time, we were just kind of like, hey, look over here. There was like so much stuff for us to kind of pull our attention back from like, oh, don't worry about that. Right. Come over here, you know? Jeez. Isn't that crazy? Anything left? Anything yes. else? Yeah. Okay, this year, guess what song was popping on the Billboard charts? Everybody knows this song La Macarena. Oh my gosh, I love the good for the real. I get the good for the real. Oh my god, and I did not. Like, as much as I love I like, get into like, it. dances that are like trendy I hated dances. Them. Yeah. Oh, I, I could get enough of that song. For sure. <laughs> I, I didn't get into it either. Like, like I, I was the like, one I couldn't. Like, did you? If I hear it oh. now, like, I definitely recoil a bit. Oh my gosh, no. I, I was play that it. at every you party, every quinceanera. Like, it's like, not a party unless the macarena I mean, I can say on. weddings, weddings. Everybody <laughs> weddings. had it at their weddings and yeah. the receptions right. or whatever. It was the new electric slide. Yeah. Yes, it was. That's right. Oh my God, the electric yeah. slide. <laughs> what do we have now? Yeah. What's now? What is now? Do we do um, that anymore? We had the, my Dougie. Oh, was that like a we had 90s the thing? And the Dougie. Yeah. But, but, at, but like the whip, the everything that, was way that someone ago, everybody could do, like almost like group choreography stuff. I mean, I guess it's just all the little TikTok dances yeah. now. I don't know. So there's not, I don't it's know. It's TikTok dances. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok dances. So there's no no new Marcarena, basically. <gasps> what? Maybe we should make one. <gasps> <laughs> Alicia, Alicia, can we leave that yeah. to you to create the next dance craze? I mean, sure. 
Because well, that's what you're known for. Soon, Heavy metal, metal dance craze. You give me a couple jack jacks. <laughs> it'll come very naturally. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's amazing. I, okay, now, as, as you know, like we'll save some more news tidbits and cultural tidbits for the next episode that we cover more titles. So now we're ready to get into our feature. Our new format is that each time, each episode, we'll visit a year... And we'll focus on one feature that we'll deep dive on. And then we have two honorable mentions that we'll bring up and talk about a little bit. And then, you know, of course, if you guys have anything that you want us to visit that we didn't touch on and that you think is significant. Now, remember, we always pick titles that were top IMDb rated for that year and top box office, but also something significant and memorable about their music score or the artists that were a part of the soundtrack. So that's why we review the titles we do. So, of course, we'd love to hear from you and if we need to look at a title because there's so many in a year and we can't fit them all in the episodes. Just know that's why we kind of narrowed it down because we do want to give each title the love if we can. So what we do... Yeah, let's get into it. To figure out what feature we're doing is... For all those listeners out there who don't see the video, is that we're holding our our shaky tube that has the titles that are going to be the inaugural feature of the episode. And it's basically a quote from that movie and that we will read the quote. And our guest today on this episode will be the one to read the quote. And then we will guess what is the title based on the the quote. And you at home listening can do the same. All right. We're going to, ready, we're going to shake it, shake it, shake it, and you're going to pick it, right? Extend your hand out there, Melissa, <laughs> ready? I'm going to, I'm going to like lean it over. Oh. There we go. Pull that out. Ooh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and okay, then, Melissa. go for it. Go for it. So the quote of the night is, do you like scary movies? I like that performance. What? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm thinking. I think it's Scream! Ghosting! Scream! Yes! Okay, so that. Yes, thank you. That was a great quote. Very obviously, this was a very (laughs) iconic phrase that Ghostface, who is the primary antagonist of this movie, um, he would say to his victims when he first was kind of striking up conversation. And actually, the kind of fun fact about this character is that you don't know who Ghostface is. He actually can change, or you don't know if it's he, she, whatever. That's the whole fun of this movie, is that even as Scream had sequels, is that you're trying to figure out who is Ghostface. It could be anybody. and But the original voice was actually Roger L. Jackson, and it's in an iconic voice the one he talked to drew barrymore in the opening scene right yeah um and he's the one who said what's your favorite what's your favorite scary, scary movie? movie and it was, it was this weird voice so yeah <laughs> it's kind of oh, interesting yeah. but i remember seeing i saw the, i saw this in the theater how about you militia did you see it in the theater we know Mandy. Oh, yeah. I saw Scream in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. It was wild. Like, I remember it was, every showing was sold out. Like, oh, my God, yes. Like, everybody wanted to see it. It was I, a big deal. I was it actually. Was Wes Craven's triumphant return. Yes. Literally. Yeah. Right. He And it was right. like. And, and Wes he, Craven, like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, the all this stuff. Yeah. concept of it. And that the fact that, like, the movie's arguably 
biggest star was killed in the first 15 minutes of the movie. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Her character. She actually planned that. Fun fact. Right, I remember you saying that. She was approached to actually play Sydney. That was played by Nev Campbell. But she was like, you know what? No. Uh So she was like, wanted to be a silent producer on the film instead. And she was just like, how epic is it going to be that I die in the first scene? Because then it's going to be like, anything goes. Right. Like, people are going to just be like, what's going to happen next? And, and that, it's true. And it really that actually, yeah. And actually, that was at the time. I mean, ho- the horror genre was it was starting to lose a little steam. I think, right? And this was the first time. Yeah, yeah. Doing it this way actually shook it up. It actually brought this new kind of excitement and attention around this genre. Totally. It was like it was actually really like kind of groundbreaking yeah. to do it that way. Then also, yeah, it was. I remember I saw it in DC. Mm. I was in DC. I was living in uh-huh. DC when I saw it, and like you said, I wasn't really into like horror genre really. But you know, a bunch of friends were like, "Come on, let's go see it." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And everybody was like, "That's the best!" Ah. You know, it was like a big hype. So I was like, "Cool, I'll go see it." But yeah. after I saw it, because it was so clever like that, I was like, "That was amazing!" I was really yeah, into it. Totally. Now check yeah. this out. What well, happened? The I- reason why it was, was so amazing was because Wes Craven exposed the rules. Yes. Of that was the other thing that was groundbreaking. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was like the character actually told you, characters told you how to survive a horror movie and like what to say, what not to say. Like anyone who says I'll be right back gets killed. Right. I mean, it was like, yeah. it was the brilliant, characters. Brilliant, exactly. Brilliant. It was a clever way it to totally put that in the script. Yeah. yeah like that's the what characters sets were it speaking apart to it. for sure. It was so self-aware. Right. And exactly. It, it was breaking the fourth wall in a sense. Yes, that's like, what I was going to say. It broke the fourth wall in that way. Totally. It was acknowledging aloud what the audience already knew for years Yes, horror films, but it was almost like also yeah. making fun of itself. Yes, it was making too. fun of itself. That's what I loved yeah. about yeah. it. So great. And I think that's what it was. It wasn't quite campy either. It, was it wasn't so like awesome. campy. It was like it was like acknowledging like being smart about it. Like uh, other people would be like, come on. Like yeah. we were kind of getting tired of movies like that. We we're like, really? But now it was like, I think he knew that that was happening. And it was almost like speaking to that. Like we know, but we're still going to scare you. Yeah. And what happened was like, I'm still going to scare you. Yeah. We're still going to scare you. I'm sitting in the theater and it was a smaller theater. It was kind of like a boutique kind of theater, which was really cool. And all of a sudden it got to the part of, it was already, you know, three quarters in, right? So it was already getting to that point where it was like, ah, he was like kind of, they were chasing and it was like at the end of the house, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a huh. sudden, when there was one time where she didn't know she, this is going to be a spoiler alert, obviously this is our show to let let you know, but there's two people who were actually ghost facing away and that's how some of that stuff could have happened, right? Two killers. Right, yeah. two killers. That was a good twist. But remember the scene when he was in the house right. and he was like running by and then she was like hiding outside and she was trying to like escape? Just at that moment, the whole theater went dark. Like, oh, yeah. all the electricity went out. It was like, <laughs> and I was like, wait, are they doing this for effect? Because, yeah. you know, it's like, I don't know. Like, could it be? And we were all sitting there. Everybody was kind of quiet. We're like, oh. And some people screamed, you know, for us. It was like, and we're like, hello? And we were just like, wait, is this part of the movie? And we were just like, didn't know. And then the usher was like, I'm sorry, you guys have to come out. And I guess that something happened. So we went outside. We were all walking. Oh, we're like, wait, is this still part of it? We're still walking <laughs> out. And then 15 minutes later, we came back Whoa. in the theater to watch it. And we finished. But no, it wasn't part of it. But I was just like, what are the odds? of all the oh, movies where it's scary in that moment and I was like I was like that's no. scary I was like that would have been cool if they actually did that on purpose <laughs> <laughs> to really get people scared you know oh my gosh yeah I'm like wondering if that could even be possibly done 
Um, I remember being so afraid of this yeah. movie when I was little. Cause it was scary. It was. Actually it scary creeped still. me out, and I remember just being afraid of it. And when all all the kids were dressing up as Ghostface for Halloween, it was freaking right. me out. Right. But oh, when I right. went back to watch mm-hmm. it now, recently, as I you know was doing some research and watching it as an adult, I'm like. Yo, this is wild. It's a parody. It's actually it's a, a comedy. What? Yes. Which blew my it mind was. because that's yeah, what Scary Movie did mm-hmm. in 2000, right? With the Wayans mm-hmm. brothers. They made a, a sure. parody off yes. of the yeah, parody. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, this is ironic. I always right. thought that like Scary Movie was it. But right. no, Wes Craven is such a genius for no, doing was No, it was genius. It was actually really groundbreaking for the horror genre, I think. Yeah. And also the quote of the, well, oh, yeah. the title of our episode. totally remember. Really the whole industry. I think so yeah, too. Yeah, it was definitely it's, dying out, and it he was. Like, came in and totally like changed the yeah. game. Yeah, and I think we were still in that again. 1996. It was like kind of it was the frequency of the times. We were it, there was a lot of like I don't know. We were still open to this kind of like ridiculousness of because like think about it. It was it was pretty freaking brutal. Yeah. It was brutal. Yeah. Like, now <laughs> I think about what we watched, and it's yeah. like, whoa, that's too much. But, like, back in the 90s, we were like, yeah, that's funny and hilarious. And, like, your guts <laughs> yeah. are everywhere. Okay. Like, we were so desensitized. I think it was also, it was almost like sure. we needed that. If we, we couldn't take it anymore, it was almost like we had to kind of be like, all right, let's make it funny because we can't take anymore. It's so extreme. And I think that's what was happening. That's why it resonated, too, because we were just like, come on, we need well, to, like, you know, look at this differently, you know? Yeah, well, part of what makes horror so great as a genre is it's absurdity right yeah. so it's like you're but it's also they're cluing like in the intense. audience that like this is kind of like extreme and ridiculous and mm-hmm. you can do something or show something brutal and then have some kind of weird relief you know by like how it's done or you know it could be like a, a bunch of things I feel like that's like how that movie terrifier gets over these days is because like the main killer is the clown <laughs> right. You know, oh, it's like, like it, art the yeah. clown. Yeah. Or like think about like I was watching a Stephen King's Christine Ooh, the other night was on. One. And I was like, I oh yeah, this car that like hypnotizes and mesmerizes people and kills people. A yeah. car. Yeah. Like, it's like a Ford <laughs> Fairway. Oh, Stephen King should be a like, whole like, episode like, we yeah. do. Yeah. No, it's true. And I think oh, yeah. it was yeah. getting, I mean, there's lots of, actually, there are lots of subcategories. I'm glad you're bringing this up of horror that it just, it's interesting because there's some that are just pretty dark. They're just like on the nose. And almost it's yeah. like, Again, it depends on what's happening in the real world because maybe it's too close for comfort. So I feel like when things are really happening in the real world like that, where it's like you don't really need to dive into fantasy around that you already got enough of it right it's almost like you have to yeah. spin it Real differently life is a movie. yeah it's mm-hmm. almost like that's why tarantino <laughs> or like like you said where it's like stephen king where it's like oh inanimate objects okay this is a little bit more out there it's not so close to reality i feel like that would have been too close for comfort so i feel like yeah right filmmakers have to make that choice sure. no totally and it's almost like he was giving a, a master class in the slasher era and because of this oh, film he 100%. like challenged the later films to be be more of than what we just expected yeah. them to be as an audience. Yeah, he, he started not dialing that. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like so good. Like the scene where like Rose McGowan dies in the oh, garage. Oh gosh. my god! Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's Dang. so absurd, but it's like it's pretty 
it's pretty terrifying. Yes, <laughs> I swear this movie did that. I swear it's it was pretty, absurd. It's horrifying. It was like camp and like really terrifying. And like literally, yeah, she's like yeah. kind of saying quips as she's going and she's like going through. And also, you're like, really? You could have just pushed yourself out of the hole, you know, know. things like that. But then when she dies, you're just like, right. oh, dang. But also, these killers, <laughs> the like, yo, they're psychopaths. They're just yeah. like okay with doing all this. It's like so wild. Yeah, just like regular kids in high school. Regular and they're kids. Just like <laughs> with no motive, you right. know, and they're just like. And I'm like, what know. is going on in the nineties? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, but yeah, well, you I know, know what was, what's mm-hmm. kind of cool is that like the grand doyen of all of this, who's in two of the movies that we're talking about tonight, is Nev Campbell. I mean, we have yes. to oh my god, god that's right. right. She was in two of the biggest movies. She was popping, yeah, popping back then. Well, like even now, wait, I guess I, I hate to call the craft a horror movie. But wait, you know what? Um, Nev, as well as... Courtney Cox, she was popping. Oh, but Courtney Cox was like, yeah, that was so cool. And the fact that the police guy, what's yeah, his name? David Arquette. And they were together as a couple. Yes, that's that's when they met. David Arquette. fell in love. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah. He was a little bit more serious, yeah. And he actually also... Re- He's I also in the craft. Skeet and Nev. He's also in the craft. Yeah. So like stupid so rape that, rape that rape year rape. was big for those two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it, by the way, the title of this episode is from the quote of... Yeah. Um, the name Bill Lillard. Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Skeet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... Another fun fact... Did you know that um, Scream was inspired by real-life serial murders that happened in Florida? Apparently, in the first film, it was loosely based on Danny Rowling, the Gainesville Ripper. Rowling murdered five students in total, one from Santa Fe and the other four from the University of Florida. His weapon of choice was a knife, and he mutilated his victims' bodies. But get this, he even decapitated one of them. And Rowling's female oh. victims were all white, petite, brunette women who looked like his mom. Isn't that creepy? Uh-huh. Yeah. He was eventually uh, caught in 1990. So weird. I mean, I haven't seen Scream in a minute, but I feel like they referenced that story in the movie. Right? Oh, they? they might have. I have to go back and look Have you at seen that. it recently? I feel yeah, like there's we a just scene watched it. Where they yeah. talk about that. Yeah. I, maybe they did yeah. it in some way in some story because I thought it was based in like a podunk town. Like Kentucky. Yeah, it is kind of in a. It's not in Florida or anything like that. No. But that's crazy that it's based on real, like they were inspired by real, like that's, again, sign of the times. Time like they don't time. have to go far yeah. for a story because it's real. Yeah, I know. Like, real life oh my god, horrifying. And the soundtrack yeah. was popping. So a the lot soundtrack. Of alternative rock oh in my this. god, I was thinking about yeah. it. I didn't think about that, but it was. I haven't seen. I rewatched it. So I saw it when it first came out, as we said, and so. Uh-huh. Totally different person. Totally different. You're not thinking of all things, right? I'm already... I love this music of the 90s, of course. But then I'm listening to it now, which is like... What is it? 20... How many years oh, later? Oh, gosh. 20... 96. I can't do math. I can't do 26 math late, years later? Or 27. And I'm like, oh... 27. My Ooh. 27 years. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know why I made that noise. It's not okay. That's not okay. not okay. It's just not okay. <laughs> it's not, it's um, not okay. And I'm thinking like, wow, it was like glaring, but it was at the time, like it was the music and it was things like, it was very grunge Soundgarden. It had yeah. Schools Pearl Out Jam. by Alice Cooper. Schools Out by Alice Cooper First was a big cool one. Hive yeah, by Yeah, I remember Moby. that. Republica. Oh, it was, yeah. It was the um, Drop oh Dead God. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And they did a music video, remember? And it was all tied in. That was when MTV was 
clips like from the movie. King. That's right. Clips from the movie were in the music video. Yeah, yeah. Don't fear the river. That promoted the video, by the way. That was like a, the beginning of that hand to hand vibe where, you know, chicken or the egg, artist promotes the movie, movie promotes the artist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that in terms of the music, it really was a sign of the times. It was, like I said, MTV was big. That was like the era. I mean, people now yeah. who are like, if they played music. Yeah, it it, it, yeah, it played music, played right? Music. MTV is they not the same now. Music videos. Yeah. yeah. Marco Beltrami comp- is the composer for MTV it. MTV is. And uh, Wes Craven's assistant yes, actually found yes. him and requested him. Um, he actually scored all four Scream films. Oh. And because they wanted someone who was going to be yeah. new and fresh yeah, and yeah. wonderful, and a lot of people suggested him. So. I think that w- played a role in why this uh, this yes, movie was oh. so popular. Don't you think? I believe. I so. think that was a really smart Absolutely. move. Yeah, it was. They paired with like Every, everybody knows that like the the score to the film. For horror is equally as important. Oh as the gosh, yeah. totally. You know, because like for right. all the scenes when no words are said, the score has mm. got to speak for the yeah. movie as well. I mean, look at Halloween. Yeah, like literally. Yes, but I was gonna say that before yes. now. Iconic theme. Exactly, but that's the thing. Before Scream, which actually injected actual artists, it was the beginning of that with horror genre. Because before Halloween, mm-hmm. Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, it was more of an iconic sound or score. Mm. But there was no, you, there was no yeah. clear like song or artist. Now it was, artists. oh man, these are artists that well, we know already and we love, and it's kind of like it created this. Well, soundscape. Nightmare on Elm Street three was but iconic yeah, for. for um, the Dream Warriors theme song yeah. by Dawkins. That's right. Yeah. Do you remember that song? I, and it clips from the video, yeah. too, from the movie in the video. I think everybody yeah, was taking that cue was that that was the way to go is to get artists and like promote it, like cross promote cinema that way. That was right. smart. That's what people were like interested in. That's how they were like cross pollinating, getting people back into. The theater, you know what I'm totally. saying? Um, Such a trip to think sure, Wes Craven yeah. did all those scary movies like Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, that was one of my favorite. He almost passed Nightmare this one on down. Street. He turned oh, this one down twice because he already had The Hills Have Eyes and another Nightmare oh on God, Elm Street Greenland. That was scary. He just he didn't want to get stuck in horror. He wanted to kind of yeah. expand. So he was like, oh, <laughs> I, I like the parody aspect of it. Yeah, I it was really like a nice little bridge. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the king. Yeah, he's, and I think the movie overall, it was actually, I remembered it differently when I watched it again. I was like, oh, it actually doesn't really move a lot. That you really kind of staying in like just a few places. It's funny what we remember. When I watched it again, it was like, oh yeah, a lot of it just is at this house and it's at this thing. And it's not really moving right. a lot. And there was not a lot of character development. There was not a lot of, there's a lot of suspension of disbelief, put it this way. Yeah. Like there's one police right. officer <laughs> covering like oh, when there's like God. murders. I'm so, like, what's happening there? No. Yeah, but, but I, the iconic Dewey, right? opening What's his name? Scene, Dewey? Dewey, yeah, yeah. Dewey. Dwight. It's Dewey, Dwight, for yeah. sure. But the iconic Dwight. opening scene with Drew Barrymore, I always just remember that. Yeah. She's just screaming iconic. on the phone with the popcorn. You know she accidentally dialed 911. Yeah. Like, she kept calling the police because yeah. the prop guy forgot to, like, unplug, unplug the it. phone. Oh, and that's that. <laughs> I kept now, actually now you're reminding police. me. <laughs> this is where I think this movie was. 
only could only be because of the of the frequency of the times. This is a perfect the first time in the Sonicronic history. It's perfect. Expand you know why? On that shit. I will. And I looked it up and I forgot to do my research, but I did kind of do a pseudo research. At the time, do you remember the phone? Okay, yeah. it wasn't it was a cell and notice they say cellular phones. <laughs> it wasn't cell phone. Right. But it was still the kind where you pull the and it was kind of bulky, whatever. But that was the beginning of cellular phones that were beyond like a car phone mm-hmm. or a remote wireless phone in your home off of a landline. Yeah. Okay. But that was the beginning. Nokia and what was the other one? Shoot, I'm gonna ruin it. But they actually you see the brand. Motorola. Motorola. But Nokia is the brand. They show the brand when it fell on the ground. Uh-huh. Oh. So it says Nokia. No, what uh-huh. I'm saying is, I bet you was someone like what would happen? Like, this is the first time someone could be anywhere and have a phone. You are not locked to a landline right. anymore. Yeah. And so yeah. maybe they're like, ooh, what would, wouldn't that be scary if anybody, could, you know. So you build this whole kind of like story, scary story, off of the fact of this technology condition. Or and trait. so this could never be now. Right. But how cool is that, that this story came from the fear of like what happens when a technology, sure. I'm, just like I'm sure we'll get movies about AI, which we do. AI you know what I'm saying? Like so, but right. I'm just saying it's a technology fear. Yeah. That the genre kind of inspired. They got me. Right? <laughs> but the other thing I think, <laughs> uh, the reason why I didn't think they deep dove on things like Dewey or even What's her name as the reporter? Everybody Gail Weathers. Gail Courtney Weathers. She's amazing. Her. Because you know what they were doing? And I thought, oh, this is so clever. I saw I feel like this is also one of those movies. Once you see it, you've seen it. You know the twist, right? Mm-hmm. But it's because they were trying to create this thing that anybody could have been Ghostface. Yeah. Literally. Anybody could I feel have like been they were trying to right. make it seem like Dewey was possibly Ghostface. He was always showing up. He was always yes. there. Oh, yeah. And he was all this like innocent, goofy guy. But I'm like, is he Ghostface? There are moments right? where I thought it could be Dewey yeah. as we were watching it. Yeah. There's so many yeah, amazing sure. actors in this, totally. too. There's a lot of good actors in it, yeah. yeah. So, well, I mean, hey, should we vote on this? Or do we have any more antidotes? Are we feeling like we can give a rating on this one? Oh, I think we can give a rating. Okay. There's so many good sure, things yeah. about this movie. I know, so many on good and on. things. On and on. I, it was really good. And if you haven't seen it, I mean, there's how many sequels to it? There's like five. There's a and new there's one a, coming a, a, out. A new reboot that yeah, came yeah. out like there's last year. There's a new one year. coming out. And I think there's even newer come one coming Just out Just like soon. traditional horror movie uh, history, the great horror movies have sequels. They have sequels. sequels. Yes. There was it's even a, a series. Thing, so they on- just totally played out. Their horror legacy. Wait, there was a TV series, yeah, right? Yeah, TV series. Was you that any watch good? It on I didn't Apple. see it. Yep. There's like three seasons. Yeah. No, I didn't see it. No. Oh, I didn't see it. Um, I don't really, I don't really mess with like the horror TV shows. Yeah. Except for one, I really did like Which Nightmare on, on Elm Street, the series. Oh, I didn't Ooh. see that. That really kind of dates me, but that was back in the day. Wait, that was, was that like, on Freddy Krueger? Or, like, scared me. Netflix. Man. Oh yeah, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it was me. on like it was on like regular TV, like NBC or something. And they like had that? Uh, it was that. I fr- no, no, no. It was like um, I want to say it was like TBS or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. I have to Google. Um, but like. There was, a, the there was a Friday the 13th series. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And there was yeah, Tales yeah. from the Crypt. Oh, it's oh, Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> I love Tales from the My new favorite kind of, it's not so much <laughs> horror, but it's almost like sci-fi horror is Black Mirror. So oh, I'm, I'm more into that kind of stuff. I like, I like the crossover of like <laughs> sci-fi mixed with like terror and horror. Mm-hmm. 
But anyway, but yeah, yeah. no, I'm I, a scaredy cat. So yeah, I won't. Watch. I know this, this one I could rewatch. I was this, like, okay, <laughs> this one was okay because yeah, you said it was like kind of leaning on like making fun of itself, so it wasn't so intense like Chainsaw Massacre. That's too much. I can't even I can watch that. I can't right, right. watch Hostel anything and Saw with like, and stuff like that. With Those like are hardcore. supernatural or like, oh, like the Exorcist, you. you could never pay me to watch. Oh, yeah. And there are billboards <laughs> right, everywhere, Melissa. Oh, like it. they're everywhere Those now. Those are scary. Scary. Maybe. I'm like, you know why? Why do we need to keep get... remaking this? Stop. We right. don't need anymore. <laughs> we need some new stories. I agree. <laughs> I, know, I agree. Um, that's Hollywood for you, right? So, all right. That's so showbiz, That's showbiz. <laughs> let's milk it. All right. But, let's um, read it. Well, I think this one, at least this series, I, I can see why they're sequels. It's fun. You can do lots of stuff with it. And they, again, because of the nature of the um, story that each new movie or sequel, yeah, it could be interesting because it could be someone new. Yeah. You know, so I feel like other ones, it's like, okay, how many times is this guy going to kill people? <laughs> you know, okay, now on a ship, on a in the desert. You know, it's like you just change things. Yeah. So I think that's why Scream, it makes sense. It can oh. be more flexible, right? So dig it. That show was called Freddy's Nightmares, and it ran from oh, I heard of that. 1988 to 1990. Wow. Yo, that's old school. Did Wes Craven direct that too? This the series? Uh, I, that was, was before Scream then. Him, yes. That was way before Scream. But I don't think he directed all the episodes. Right. He's probably like, anybody yeah. got time for that? Make <laughs> 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 movies. Right? <laughs> Um, so that's awesome. I love those fun facts because that's the thing. It's like, again, there was like a string of all that trying to like revamp that whole genre. Yeah. But I think they did a good job. I mean, that was sure. awesome. I mean, it was buzzing for quite a minute, you know, and it was really top the charts. And of course, the music and the artists associated and the darlings of the day, all the actors in it, the young actors. Fun fact. Last sure. fun fact. What? I just can't not say it. What? They chose the title Scream because of Janet and Michael's music video, <gasps> that song Scream. Uh, the Weinstein what? brothers were like, really? at first it was going to be called Scary Movie, but the Weinstein brothers are like, I'm not going to buy this unless it makes sense to me. And like, yeah. you know, and then they were like, mm, I don't know. And then someone told him about the song and he was like, that's it. We have our title. We're going to call it Scream. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, it's not really, there's no any real. It's not like real tie to it, but it's it's like, like, they they just heard it and they're like, yeah, I want it to be called Scream now. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. That video is so dope. So dope. That's actually one of my favorite of them both. And I love that they're together in that. I was like, you know. The outfit. And it's black and white. That was that was my favorite look for Janet. My Actually, favorite look for Janet, for sure. I like when she did the, the video with Buster Rhymes and she had all that purple and the rings yeah. and the, that look you would yeah. love. Yeah, she was edgy. Oh that was the shit, but that was like yeah. CGI. Yeah, yeah. But still, her yeah. outfit that's her best look, yeah. right? I thought, I thought Scream, I thought the, mm-hmm. the video, because you said Rhythm Nation, that was the beginning of her getting like, taking her power back not being all like quiet Janet she was like I'm coming out but then that music video of Scream though it was more she was like chic about it so I think I liked uh, it a lot yeah, better what's it gonna be what's yeah gonna be? she was almost like what's it gonna glam be glam goddess yes alright so we are going to Let's rate vote. Scream oh. what will be our rating system for Scream okay okay so all right, everybody. Think of a, let's put our brains together. Positive for Scream. Let's put our scrambled brains oh. together. Mm. All right, let's think of what would be a good thing or what would be a bad thing. Okay, so how about was it remember the rules? No, I don't know. Uh, uh. Slash and dash. 
having Tourette's right now. <laughs> Do you have any ideas? <laughs> All right. How about the bad thing is of what like oh so like it's a it's like a thumbs up and a thumbs down. Yeah, but system. based on but, what is like around the film, but so. custom to the film we're reviewing. Okay. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Yeah. So like a positive would be like Drew Barrymore's wig. And a negative would be like, <laughs> Wait, um, what? The remember she wore that like blonde wig? Yes. Was like, yeah, it was just so random. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, sure. She sits at home like burning popcorn in in her blonde wig. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that's well, suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Thing. Um, so it's 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 if it's good, it's Drew Barrymore's blonde wig, and yeah. then if it's bad, it's uh, burnt popcorn. Matthew Lillard's <laughs> acting. <laughs> he went to Juilliard. He's so great in it. He's so great in it. All right, and I like so, Matthew like, Lillard. Over the top, he was yeah. doing like the Jim Carrey thing. He really right. was. You know, he, he, was like, he was oh, a little oh, bit. Oh, no, but it was funny. It was, it was a little too much. I would yeah. say, let's, let's yeah, center. Yeah. I like centering it around Drew because we love Drew. So positive. Positive is... Drew Barrymore's rocking the blonde wig <laughs> with flair, <laughs> and then the negative, negative is burnt popcorn. popcorn. How about that? Remember how she left it on the stove burnt and it kind of yeah, yeah, that's when she got yeah, killed. Yeah. Oh yes, oh, I remember. I, 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 I cried. Remember. That was the first death. For I me. know, so I soon. Know. She was. I thought she was gonna make it. No, she like, was no. so good in that. My she gosh. Was. She was. Can we talk about though the popcorn that you put on the stove? Remember Jiffy Pop. Seconds. Jiffy Pop. Remember Jiffy. Remember the Jiffy Pop. Yeah. Remember the Jiffy Pop. All right. So All right. here's our rating system: is blonde wig don't care or, or burnt popcorn? Burnt popcorn. And <laughs> and our review is of Scream. Blonde, blonde wig don't, don't care. <laughs> what do you say, Bush? What's your vote? Yes, honey. <laughs> I say it's all Broadway, Drew. Broadway, <laughs> yeah. All right, Drew. All yes. right. We love you. You live on in spirit. Everyone go watch Scream. It was Everyone such go a great check it out. Pick. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Even if you don't like that genre, it was still a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hop on over to our honorable mention. Really quickly, yes. Let's talk about these two films we just couldn't pass up because they weren't so much at the top of the charts, but everyone has seen these. It was. It was, yeah, it was kind of middle charting, but it was... These are like iconic films, It kind though. of almost became cult classics. Cult classics, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and one of them... Well, well let's start with That's... The Craft. <laughs> I started with you it. You started with it. <laughs> I did it. ready to go. I asked you, and then I just <laughs> bulldozed through. The Craft. That's our fave. Okay, The Craft. So cool. I, when we looked up 1996, I was like, oh, my God, The Craft. I didn't know it was that year. That's a long time ago. But, you know... Melissa, Melissa knows the craft. You know about the craft. You love a craft just as much as we do, I, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, one of my favorites, of Gosh. course. But what a- was so wild is that when it came out, people actually thought that I was Raquel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were like, hey, were you in the craft? Was it I was Ra- like, I wish. Wait, her character's name was Rochelle, right? Rochelle. Or Rich- Raquel. Yeah, and yeah. Raquel was the, is the, her, the, Rochelle, the actor. Yeah, yeah Rochelle. Um, yeah. She, first of all, it was the, the first... Uh, Rachel True. Yes, yeah, Rachel and, True. and it was... The first time, and I think this is why it became so popular. Again, Nev Campbell was one of the main characters. Bonnie, she played Bonnie. Bonnie, and then um, Feruza Balk. She made her Which debut I thought Bonnie as Nancy. Was like, I honestly thought Bonnie was a little out of 
sync with the times. Like I was like, do you know anyone named Bonnie? Yeah. <laughs> the names were all like Nancy. Was, What's like, Nancy? Nancy? Sarah. Sarah's whatever. Yeah. Well, There's the thing Sarah. is, Sarah. it was the Sarah first time they were name. doing this, like, you know, coming out with like females, women kind of being the central characters. And and it was in L.A. In mm-hmm. L.A. Cool. And questionable how they framed it. Mm-hmm. But like, of course, these were, were witches, you know, they had powers and powers, yeah. you know, and they were looking for starting their to scratch the surface of that. Yeah. They were looking for the fourth to, to co- mm-hmm. totally have their collective kind of synergy of power. And it was also kind of like the time it's like a similar thing of like you're in high school, you know, it's almost finding like your peeps and like feeling like you have something to look forward to. Like you can kind of like hold against all these other people who are like, making you feel like crap. You know, I, it was like almost like a combination of, you know, what happens when you like find your clique or your coven. But it also literally they were saying she was they were also witches. But, you know, that They're was the story. Witches, like but but you know what I mean? Don't you think there was a parallel? Hair. <laughs> yeah, but of, of things that happen to people, like you know, people picking on you, and oh, like yeah. you know, dealing with some very major issues. But it's almost like imagine what would happen. You know, it's like almost like that fantasy they allow them to have, where it's like, what if you can just make her, you know, trip and fall on her face because she was bullying you? You know, it's almost like it played on this idea of like, what if you had powers and you could totally <laughs> just make these people suffer for being rude to you? You know, yeah. so I think that's why it was so popular as well because it was always they totally had a glow up. We right? are the weirdos, Mister. Yes, my favorite quote. Uh, that was yeah. that was Nancy, right? Yeah. When they get well, off you know the bus, you know what's wild is just to, like dig into like the times. At least I don't know if this, this was for you, Shay, but at my school, witchcraft was like this thing under the surface. Because I went to Catholic school, like the girls oh, in the movie, right. yes, and like, was, like witchcraft ah. was always like this mm-hmm. undercurrent that was going on. And me and some of the you know, some of our girls were passing around this book. And it was mm. called the Modern Witches Spellbook, right? Mm. So like, all of my friends were like, kind of like sharing this book and like trying to do spell work at home. So oh my god! I had like a coven. You were the in craft. High school. You were Whoa. the craft. <laughs> we were the craft. Yeah, and it was like it was so funny because like I remember going to see the craft uh, with girls from my coven. We left the movie, and one of the girls said. I said, so what do you think? And she was like, she's like, this sucks. Now everyone's going to do witchcraft. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. So we aren't going to do deep dive. so funny. This- we were just like warning how trendy it was going to become. And it did. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's true. But I actually, you know, it's funny. Like what? How, again, 27 years. And it took this long. I feel like it's coming back full wave, though, but in a good way. Like this idea of like. It's like almost like witchcraft female. Yeah, but it's almost like it speaks to like nature and female empowerment and all that stuff. And I just I think it's like cool. It's it's coming back differently. But like that was more. I don't think it ever left. No, it didn't. But I feel like it was was being kind of slightly trivialized. More vocal about it. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And also, it's not as like, like anti, like whatever. As it was a little bit more like demonized. It was associated with like evil, you know. And I think that's being redefined, which is right. really cool. But I know you had some inside scoop. Well, first of all, beyond inside scoop, you have to do the quote from the scene when Nancy oh, yeah. was invoking the spirit Mana of Manu, whatever his name is. Mana. Are, are you, Mano, do you feel, yes. do, Mano, yeah. Do you feel up for it? These are my gifts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Okay, you have to see that because you'll know Dude. then how good that impression yeah, is. These are okay? my gifts. <laughs> these are my gifts. <laughs> and then all He's these words and everything. I feel him in me. <laughs> oh, at the end when she's like, I'm, I'm your daughter now. Like, I'm flying. I'm flying. I'm flying. She's all strapped flying. down. She's in the psych ward. It's so great. She's so unhinged. She's uh, seriously. She, she channeled. So she channeled too well on that one. I was like, oh god. But no, that was so genius. And then I loved her in the Water Boy too. <laughs> oh my god. And she was also in American History X. Oh yeah. She always played these like crazy characters after that. Oh, but hold on. We're not done crafting. Oh, we're not done crafting. Okay. Well. But wait. So mm-hmm. no, because I wanted to say that like I remember when they were in production for it and they were talking about it. And they actually brought in Wiccan priestesses to make sure that they were doing the spell work the right way. Oh, that's cool. On set. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I appreciate that they did that. Another another craft tidbit was, well, the the figure or the presence of Menon is a made-up word. It's a made-up presence. Right. That's what I thought so. Because they didn't want to actually, like... They didn't want to actually like like appropriate, yeah, or or yeah, or, yeah. Like, don't do that, yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> right. So Wild. that was a thing, but um, oh. oh, but an interesting fun fact was that the girl who played Sarah was actually bald at the time that she shot that movie. Robin so she's wearing Tee. a wig. Sarah's wearing a wig the whole movie. Wow. Because she had done like Empire Records. Oh, that's why had, she, she had looks so weird. I thought it looked so... Yeah, um, the fact why. that you're saying that, okay, that makes yeah. me feel so much better because I'm like, why does her hair look like a straight up wig? Because first of all, it was, yeah, it was coming out like this. It was like it all booped. <laughs> Robin Did you Tini? not notice that? And then why yeah. was she always running like this? Robin oh, yeah. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Every time well, she's more like this on on the boobs when you do that. Okay, sorry, <laughs> it's killing me. Yeah. <laughs> we are dying every time I was watching the scene. I love it though. I love so the way she's always like, like that. Run, run, awesome. um, run away. <laughs> Yeah, it was too yeah. Run, run upstairs, run, run away, <laughs> go cry to your mommy. Yeah. <laughs> she she kind of was know, wimpy, was, though. A, a I have to agree. Was like Rachel True's character was actually supposed to be uh, a white character, and they changed it. Mm. Oh, good. They needed yeah, diversity. They changed but, it. Well, they that, that would have changed change, a lot like, because the her story a bit. Too. Yeah, because her story was about so, like, like that racist character. character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. They changed it. I'm the glad the initial did. version of the, the craft. She, she wasn't a woman of color. Wow. I'm glad that they changed added. it. Yeah, yeah, me too. They, she was great. She made it interesting, actually. She yeah. was kind of like the only well, one where yeah. I was like, there's and not you know really what anything else? wrong with her. She fucking... Well, something that I that I will say, because it's definitely still current, is that she... They do craft reunions all the time for mm-hmm. all the cons and stuff like that. Right. They're having like a big resurgence of people that are discovering the movie for the first time now. Mm-hmm, like yeah. a new generation of people that love it and identify with mm-hmm. it. And... Um, Rachel True finally came clean, came forward saying that people were leaving her out of things as if she wasn't in a story about four girls. That's lame. Right? So, So like, when they went and did the Mm -hmm. MTV Movie Awards, like, the year that the crap came out, MTV only invited the three girls and Rachel was in the audience. Why? Why did they think that was not going to be noticed? Mm -hmm. As in, like, to present an award or something? Yeah, like why they, they just on? like were presenting. Wow. 
that and they didn't invite her but was there because there was some kind of controversy like anything she couldn't say anything because her agent was like don't rock the boat you know you're lucky to even be in there but why were they leaving her out what was the white girl oh gosh was there like a falling out like what was the point I don't know. Oh. No, I don't think That's so. That's interesting and lame. Well, I, I know that I heard that she's But a lot of the cons tried to do that to her too. Yeah. And finally she was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm just going to like be vocal about it because the craft is a story about four girls. Exactly. Good for her. Not three. It's four girls. Well, so that was like, the frequency like of the time. That was a frequency of a time. Legit frequency of the time because I don't see any black actors yeah. on the screen. Exactly. And I thought, I, ironically, I thought it was interesting that they were t- her story or had to do with how yeah. it had to do with her story was the, the racist comment from the, the blonde girl in the story. Yeah. Now, that was her whole thing that she had the, you know, her pain point. And I was like, okay, they're bringing sure. that up. But it was almost like out of token to bring it up because it really wasn't like it was, we yeah, were just scratching the surface of like a very obviously look at sign of the times i mean it came back 20 years later full on you know where we hadn't addressed it and it was almost like oh yeah we acknowledge it but we didn't Mm -hmm. because like hollywood was still whitewashed Mm -hmm. as you just pointed out but we'll end on the fact that they did have her and like she was able to represent that on screen then yeah was actually huge it was very huge i mean they really like i'm happy she at least got some visibility because i don't ever remember seeing anything like that exactly which was so refreshing that were like trending at the time it's what people wanted yeah i'm glad that you pointed that out too it was pretty forward thinking yeah yeah it was it was someone did something right yeah someone Mm -hmm. someone andrew fleming directed this andrew fleming Andrew. yeah so that was groundbreaking and if you haven't seen the craft you gotta go see it it is iconic it is a cult classic soundtrack i heard i heard they might be rebooting it Really? I don't know. Yeah, I heard they, they might. Did. They, did they did already. They already did. Oh yeah, it's out. They did. They did reboot it. Oh, I didn't yeah. see it as a movie, not as a show, right? Like New Young <laughs> Girls, right? As a movie. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be the same. Yes, that's uh, right. You know. Anyway, it's not. <laughs> so see the original. Maybe the new one's good. Who knows? They're doing that with the color purple as well. That's another episode. I'm but about that. so here we go. Tarantino. Heart. <laughs> I know. Don't mess with perfection. And the other thing is, this was when he was just in his little infancy stage, getting his little feetsies and his little training wheels. Tarantino, from dusk till dawn, was 1996. Yes. And he, this was actually before Pulp Fiction, I think, and all that stuff, and Kill Bill and all that. But yeah, this was... It's not a Tarantino film. It's a Robert Rodriguez film. Yeah, Tarantino... um, I'm saying because he just starred in it, and he also did... The screenplay Tarantino, yeah. Yeah, but no, it was, yeah, it was a combination, and super brutal. You think it's going to be about these, like, bank robbers, whatever. Banditos. Banditos, but it was actually a vampire... Horror movie. Oh, gosh. What a weird twist. And so, yeah, this one was really kind of weird and wild and kind of super brutal. It was really brutal and dark. And guess who was in it? It She was so little and so young. Juliet. Juliet Lewis. Lewis. I love her so much. She was so good in this. And George Clooney. George Selma Hayek had that sexy dance. Selma Hayek. She was famous for that scene. And then with a snake. And then 
George perfect Clooney, performance. <laughs> she, I mean, she's amazing. She, that, most people watch it because yeah. of her scene. Robert Rodriguez and Tarantino, sure. they tag teamed a lot. Remember the movie Desperado? Yeah. They do. Selma was in that yeah. too. Yes, I love that. That happens a lot. That happens a lot. And also, other, remember they did the, the Grindhouse Death Proof yes. double feature? The double feature. I saw that in the yes. theater. Yeah. Um, amazing. The other person yeah. that was in this Planet was Planet Terror. Yes, Planchera was um, Danny Trejo. That's right. He has a re- restaurant yeah. chain now. <laughs> but yeah, no, he was in it, and it was all these. They were and what's his name? Cheech or Charles. Tom Selvi. Cheech Marin. Cheech. Cheech Marin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he played two different characters. Um, it was kind of wild. It was just like even though Tarantino didn't direct, like, it was very Tarantino in the way of like things were more exaggerated. Sure. So, but it's a fun one to check out. Uh, again, Sign of the Times. It was like. What is wrong with us? Everything is so freaking <laughs> so violent and gory. And like she's left for dead at the end. And she's just kind of like, okay, I'm just like a 13 year old. I'll take this camper now. And like, anyway, so <laughs> you guys should check it out. That was also happening in 1996. We thought we needed to mention it for this horror genre. Yeah. It was charting and it was, you know, vampire scary. Check it out so you can see what we mean. I was so afraid of vampires but as a yeah. kid. Because it's Salem's, stuff like this. Salem's Lot oh. was a good An one. An interview with a vampire. <laughs> interview with a vampire. There's so Listen. many. Oh, vampires are my favorite. Oh. oh, did you love Salem's Lot by Stephen King? Did you see that one? Sure, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah that's but, a I mean, scary like, book. But, my, but the thing that I have to mention is that I saw this movie in the theater when it came out. And I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Right? Because I was, like, really immersed in school. Yeah. And I just knew that Tarantino was in a thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Harvey Keitel, who I love. And, like, it was yeah. just, like, it's all, so the, all, it all the reasons to go see this movie. Totally. So I went to go see the movie. So I didn't know that it, it was, was a vampire. Yeah. Film. Oh, so it was a bonus for you. Right? So... When the vampires came out, I was just as confused as the character. <laughs> right. Because like, it, it's not right away. It's, like, it's not it obvious. It was such a flip, right? Yeah, it was such a twist. It is not obvious. It's a it twist, big a time. Twist. And it's just like, I was like, I think I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, more than most. I guess like, It's like, I really am obsessed with this movie. Plus, see, like, I have to say... Mm-hmm. George Clooney was looking rather he's, delectable in this film. He's a very attractive he's guy. Is, Mine. With his, his neck tattoo. neck tattoo. I was like, I was it, feeling it, it too. It I made the same me militia. feel some kind of way. I, I agree with you. I was like sitting there going like, yeah. he is. He holds the test of time too. He still looks good. Still and I'm like, good. he is an attractive man. I never, I never, I never crushed on him until that movie. Yeah, it was the neck tattoo. And I was like, oh my God. Same with me. Neck tattoo, tattoo did it for me. <laughs> by far. And because he yeah. was kind of clean cut was like, with a neck cool. tattoo. It was like, yeah. perfect. But yeah, no, the... the uh, <laughs> um, I didn't see it in the theater. Oh, and I kind of, I have to say that I'm probably like one of the few people that actually thought Quentin Tarantino was hot during this. Okay, oh. you're you're alone in that one. Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I can't. Okay. I can't back you on that one. <laughs> anyway, no. But also like, because he plays such a pervert. Yeah, oh, too, he was horrible. Like, he was such a you know, <laughs> he was such yeah. a creep. And he actually has a foot fetish, by the way. But you know, he's. Did you know that he, he does has, have a foot? He fetish has a foot fetish, and, and it was in the movie. Yes. Remember? He I was puts like it in every goddamn movie. Dro- put the champagne down her leg, the Selma Hayek scene. Yeah, and um, with her toes in yeah, his mouth. He actually like there was shots of. If you watch Did you every Tarantino, <laughs> you watch any Tarantino yeah, movie. Yeah. Oh my a gosh. Yes. Which one did we just review? The 
Kill Bill. The toe. Yeah. Like zoomed in on her yeah. toe. Yes. I see that now. <laughs> it's like the Stan Lee cameo. But no, I didn't actually see it in the theater at the Remember time. Remember the I, scene in Death Proof? Yes. Where, where Jungle Julia has her feet out yes. the window. Every time he'll do some kind progress. of homage. Wow. But yeah, people, and now it's now yeah. people know this. But what I was trying to get say is that, yeah, I didn't see it in the theater at the time, but I was thinking like, and I, I, I actually saw it for the first time now reviewing it for this show. And so, but I was thinking if I saw it at the time probably would have thought it was really rad <laughs> like because yeah. you know what i mean it was just kind of like well yeah it was just like it edgy was. for the time because you hadn't done it before it but now it's like i've seen so many things now since then that it's like oh yeah it's kind of been done it, that mm. happens you know no yeah I think that was it for this episode. I mean, this was that our was kind of great. gore edition. And I Halloween think. Halloween special. There's, yeah, it's a Halloween special. So the other ones that we're going to visit in the next episode are still in 1996, but obviously they're going to be, you know, not so specific to the genre <laughs> horror. Yeah. Is there, let's, let's see. Like, so what's are the you ra- rating? No ratings on the honorable mention, but we do do a wrap up on our episode of all three. Was there any kind of common thread other than the horror genre? I mean, the horror genre. As the common thread but is there anything else I think the common thread was there was a sign of the times we saw there was a connection with Scream was based on this I'm on the telephone I can be anywhere and I can talk to you and say I'm inside the house or I'm not inside the house or whatever and that's like this horror movie it's connection with technology then you have like the violence and kind of like just the slasher the, gory the slasher just spooky. extreme kind of like whatever of the craft was also pretty dark you know in that way and then of course from dust till dawn but what do you guys think any kind of connection with what was happening in the world or just like just a common theme of like what you think people were resonating with oh and by the way both dusk till dawn and the craft had amazing 90s music yeah it was totally all these artists it was not even like a score oh yeah well there was a famous composer named graham revel that did the score for the soundtrack of the craft and he did a bunch of stuff oh no! i don't think he did any of the the movies that we mentioned yeah Um, yeah Uh, but but yeah all of them had bangering soundtracks yeah and i think i think that's the common thread in this one yeah because it was almost more like it was less about like some specific storyline no you don't and i think that was the beginning of that movie comes out now you don't like you legit go buy the soundtrack yes and i feel like exactly buy the cd soundtrack for all these i feel like it was the sign of the times in the middle of the 90s and it was this really strong bond between the music and the cinema so i feel like this was a very good example of that besides the violence and then also there was a little bit tarantino always does that i'll take it back there is a common thread i just realized it was this kind of like model of almost making fun of itself. Yeah. Because it kind of did that. Yeah. Even Craft is a little farther away from it, but almost. Scream for The absurdity. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and from Dust Till Dawn, you know, you have uh, Tom Savini in it as Sex Machine. And the vampire goes to shoot him, and then the gun pops up like a boner and shoots him. I mean, <laughs> oh, like, my God. So I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. That was wild. Oh, my God. And the football player yeah. cameo. Um, what a trip. That was a trip. So yeah. we are wrapped up on that. And I think that I'm glad that we got to squeeze in the gore edition here. Me that was too. important. I think we it was got important. to have militia. Just the, and you have militia to kind of join oh, us in that. beauty. Space Coaster to 1996. Yeah. So we'd like you, <laughs> Militia, to tell us, is there anything we should be looking out for in terms of 
what you're up to, like where people can find you, any kind of thing that you want people to know, our listeners. Yeah, you can follow me on my socials. I'm at Militia is my name. That's M-I-L-I-T-I-A-I-S-M-Y-N-A-M-E. Like sign up for the mailing list, you know, stalk me, yeah. send me uh, love letters, hate mail, like the words. <laughs> is it militiavox.com? Is that, do you have a website at there? It's militia, it's both militiavox.com and militiasmyname.com. Nice. I get, I get, nice. you can get there from both. God, I had new music that just came out, Desires yeah. of This World, collab yeah. with Light power yeah. metal yes. um the music videos kick ass if you haven't seen it you should definitely check it out they look really pretty um they i actually rhyme. just dropped my first children's music song which i never what? imagined i would do in a million what? years um, but i dropped it with divinity rocks who used to be beyonce's bass player and okay. music director okay. and now she's making children's music so ta-da wow. um so i'm on the halloween song that's actually being played on Kids Place on Sirius XM as we say. Yay! So we love it. That's it amazing. Out. See, yeah. look, look at it's us in the with, top a, 10 with a cool month, guest. So wow! Yeah, check so out check Halloween it by out. Divinity Rocks and Militia Bots. Okay, yes. you heard it here first. Look at yeah. that. Well, I'm feeling like it's time for us to get out of the spooky zone. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't like it here that much. Oh. But we're so happy that Militia <laughs> protected us from, from all the cobwebs and all stuff. So, um, but definitely check out all the links and all the info that she just mentioned. And then also, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Sonic Chronic. As usual, we would love to hear from you. Yes. Let us know. What do you think about our review? What do you think about the feedback? Is it something that you're vibing with? Did we miss anything? Did you check out the movies? Tell us what you think about it. Leave yeah. us comments. We love all that. We Validation. love all that. <laughs> Obviously on Spotify, that's where you can find us now. Leave feedback there. Rate us. Rate the episodes. That gives us the love. And, and share, we- share, share. Share, share, share. And we are going to be launching uh, a new <laughs> Patreon channel, which will be a great place for you guys to get all kinds of bonus, extra footage, all that good stuff. But we will definitely be on Spotify and YouTube and all the places for you to, to get to our episodes very easily. So with that said, that was the frequency of that time. <laughs> thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Melissa. We love you. Uh, thank you, ladies. Love you. Miss you. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs>